Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, hello, everyone. And today we've got something slightly different for you because we aren't looking at the kinds of watches that you and I might actually buy. Or are we? Because we're going shopping on the shopping channel. Um, we sent Tom along to go and have a look through all of the all of the channels down the other end of the spectrum to go and find some watches that he thinks might be of interest. Tom, what have you got? It's funny. Why? I don't know why you're making it sound like this was planned out. I just happened to be watching the shopping channel like I like to do of an afternoon. In fact, if I recall, if I recall, you text me saying, are you watching the shopping channel? Because you had something you wanted to show. No, I'm not watching the shopping channel. Apparently you were. And what was your reason for watching the shopping channel? I had five minutes to kill, and rather than be alone with my own self-deprecating thoughts, I thought it would be <laughs> a, a, an ideal opportunity to check in with terrestrial television, which I haven't done in a long time. So, And yeah, and it paid off, because the first thing I saw, bam, Torbjorn, £1,000. I text you, because who doesn't love a text saying, are you watching this channel right now? <laughs> <laughs> I miss those texts. <laughs> It, no, it was inadvertent, um, and I just and and it, and I think the segment was uh, watch week or something, watch 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 hour or something like that. And I was like, oh yeah, go on then, let's see what we got. And I was expecting, you know, police and fossil and you know that sort of thing, fashion watches. Um, but I was actually taken aback because there was this Torbjorn spinning around for a thousand pounds, and I thought that's a brand I've never heard of, and they're packing a Torbjorn. Okay, well this this is your one chance to sway me onto shopping channel watches so okay take it and take it well are you familiar with the brand earnshaw is this anything to do with the english watchmaker who uh, followed on from john arnold thomas earnshaw or is this a brand that is uh unscrupulously ripping off his name well that's funny yeah thomas earnshaw a uh, famous english watchmaker and uh, the father of the modern chronometer as he's touted he's known for his improvements to the transit clock at the Royal Greenwich Observatory in London and his invention of the chronometer escapement and a form of bimetallic compensation balance. So uh, he's got credentials. Yeah, born in um, 1749, I might like to point out. It's, he's still at it, is he? He's still making watches? Run on hard times, having to sell them on the shopping channel? This watch brand have just named themselves after him. There's no association other than... <laughs> 
<laughs> other than a name check. I don't think okay. he has any say. He's not on the board. He uh, his movements aren't in cases in their headquarters or anything. Like I just think they just liked his name, and it sounds a bit like farming for heritage. Yeah. Le- who's who's a famous watchmaker that we can kind of latch onto? Um, and uh, and and it's a little bit like that. I think the company was started in 2012. Um, so uh, uh, so I don't think Thomas Earnshaw is directly involved. Um, but still, it's uh, paints a nice picture. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt and say that perhaps they really admired his work and his uh, impact in watchmaking. That they want to honour that same legacy. So Earnshaw, let's start. So you know they're packing a tourbillon straight away. Okay. Um, the the Herschel, Earnshaw Herschel, which is quite a nice thing to say. Yeah, um, and it's got this celestial movement in it. Now, um, this is just an overview of just what they're capable of. This piece is, I think it was a limited edition, it's since sold out, but it was £3,000 and it's got this pretty amazing skeletonized, decorative, ornate dial and a tourbillon at six, um, blued hands, and it looks the biz. Do you agree, Andrew? Uh, did you, sorry, did you say £3,000? Yeah. Okay. Um, is that tourbillon money? This is quite clearly a Chinese tourbillon, which, yeah. great. We had one uh, on the channel uh, a month or so ago, Chinese tourbillon. The problem I'm having so far, and I'm not going to uh, settle on any judgment just just yet, the problem I'm having so far is that that one was £600. This one's three thousand pounds, but it didn't have Earnshaw's name on it, though, did it? No. London twenty twelve. Come on, it was a great year. <laughs> um, the Olympics were kicking off. Earnshaw was kicking off. That's heritage, baby. The skeletonization on this isn't too bad. It's all right. It's it's, it's quite nice. It's all a bit of a sort of a, a muddle, I would say. A big bulbous crown going on. Uh, it definitely says Earnshaw, doesn't it? They made sure to get that on there, and, and boasting about the enormous quantity of 19 jewels as well. It's 18 karat gold plated, stainless steel. Excellent. Um, so, do you know what I do? I do admire Chinese uh, brands doing making tourbillons and making affordable tourbillons because it is this option for people who really want to experience one of the golden jewels of watchmaking. I do feel like charging three thousand pounds for this is taking advantage of people a little bit. You can say the, the cheapest Swiss tourbillon is the Tag Heuer. Oh no, it's the Harage now, isn't it? And that's around the £10,000 mark. So you, you could see this and think, oh wow, the heritage of Thomas Earnshaw, the exquisite skeletonization, which probably doesn't hold up as soon as you look at it with your eyes, and a, a tourbillon complication. Wow, £3,000 seems like a bargain. I'm worried that people will buy it and then then find out that their watch is probably worth a few hundred pounds. Okay, all right, that's fine. Um, let's move on then. Check out the airy mechanical skeleton. Excuse me? Oh, I'm sorry. So it's uh, it's, it's named after George Bidell Airy, the astronomer. Um, because looking at the watch and airy, I just assumed they were referring to the holes through the middle of it. Yeah, this is... Uh got some some cutouts and some open heart stuff going on and this usually around 600 pounds i caught it on sale for 259 pounds um i didn't purchase it but i was like wow that's a massive discount what gives um 
But again, we're seeing some quite ornate features and some kind of technicality that would usually be reserved for something of a much greater value. What do you think? I'm what I'm starting to think is that you're on commission here. However, £259 sounds like a more reasonable sum to be asking for these watches. So, okay, let's let's readjust. Maybe that £3,000 Torbjorn thing was uh, just a snare for people who might want to spend £3,000 without checking first. Um, yeah, this, this is more what I'm expecting to see from this, this kind of thing. We've got some open heart stuff going on. Again, you've got a Chinese movement. It's got some CNC machine engraving. Um, but now I would say, if you like this watch, I can think of some better ways to spend £259. But if you did spend £259, you're not going to be kicked out of the house for it. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Gold-plated bezel sort of gold-plated movement going on on inside skeletonization you can see the mainspring it's actually quite a nice way to see how mechanical movement works yeah provided it does work <laughs> that's slander sorry i'm sure it, i'm definitely sure it works um I, th- I think where my where my interest in it starts to wane is case diameter 43 millimeters that's a bit hefty isn't it yeah you're definitely going to be able to read the time, regardless of the fact that the hours aren't marked on it and there are holes in the dial. At 43 millimetres, you and the guy, the other end of the bus, is definitely going to be able to re- read the time from that. Uh, well, I mean, I don't think whoever's going to be buying this watch is going to be riding the bus, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about the City of London collection, Camden watches? Are these doing anything for you? Um, I'm looking at the Tried Classic. I don't know if this is a mistranslation, perhaps, but it feels like they're saying to me, we tried to do classic. Or tired classic? Maybe it's a misprint. Uh, this is the first one, actually, that I have I quite like. 38mm wide, so for a, a tonneau-shaped case, that's going to be pretty lumpy. How long is it? Good question. I can't tell you how long it is, but I can tell you that it weighs exactly 100 grams, which I note the other one also weighed exactly 100 grams, so I'm willing to bet that they've gone, yeah, 100 grams. But nevertheless, uh, it's interesting to see the tonneau shape, it's interesting to see the skeletonization. I do feel a theme here. One, writing the name Earnshaw in the largest pen they've got, and two, the need to uh, skeletonize everything. I think, I think they could probably pare it back. And I'm sure, on that basis, the next watch you've got for me will be not skeletonized. Yeah, I mean, if if these if the ones I picked out for you aren't floating your boat, Andrew, check out their website because they've got hundreds and hundreds of watches in all shapes and sizes. <laughs> I do, yeah, hundreds and hundreds of watches, all carefully and meticulously hand built by expert watchmakers. Yeah, um, must be a, a pretty sizable uh, manufacture artisanal place they have going on there well yeah i'm gonna play devil's advocate and stay positive um so earnshaw not doing it for you what about let's come on we're on familiar ground now what about some lovely tissos all right okay mathy tissos oh (laughs) (laughs) um no relation um but some real heritage um 
So, started in 1886 in the village of Le Pont de Martel, Switzerland. So, um, I don't know, you're, you're a very learned watch history buff. Does that village ring any bells? Did they have any famous neighbours around that time, do you think? Uh, no, I don't recognise that village. No. Um, well, I'm not sure if they're still based there or not. But anyway, um, Matthew Tissot, uh, in his day... Uh, specialised in repeater watches, um, so I'm sure he'll be pleased to know that they've got, oh, they've come on in leaps and bounds in the last few weeks. Um, <laughs> is this um, is is this a similar theme where we have a, a borrowed name to add prestige to a brand? Now I don't think so. I think this. I mean, I don't know. I um, I'm not sure. I th- I don't believe this is a construct. I think it is. I think he was a real guy, and I think. This company is based, still working on the foundations of what he achieved. Um, he had some record-breaking chronographs at the Kew Observatory competition in 1914. Well, I'm going to hazard a guess at the big gap in the history between 1945 and 1990. is somewhere around the quartz crisis where the company went bust and then somewhere afterwards when someone purchased the rights to the name and started making watches again. That could be, that could be. But let's have a look. Let's, let's keep positive. Um, check out this... Edmund's limited edition dragon. Are you doing this just to antagonise me? Look, I'm trying to broaden your horizons. <laughs> you do know how I love a mother of pearl dial with gold dragons on it, surrounded by diamonds. So you've you've definitely gone off to a winner. I just want to give you a little flavour of what these guys can do. So these are watches that are actually is Swiss enough to get away with saying Swiss made. Sure. So they have Solita movements, which are Swiss made automatics. That's right. 60% at least of the value of the watch has to be manufactured in Switzerland. Yeah. So at least we're on the right side of that kind of watchmaking for the price and 1,200 pounds. Yeah. So that's why they're commanding um, higher price tags, I I feel. there's this Edmund Ali open heart again. Why should Christophe Claret owners have all the fun? Get yourself some of this. <laughs> Do you know what, actually? It's quite an interesting looking watch. I would, I would here, here are my caveats. Go I on. would ask for the open heart to go. That's a bit much. Yeah. I would ask for Mathy Tissot to be uh, not in size 120 font. <laughs> And maybe I'd swap out the Roman numerals for more baton markers, but that dial texture, assuming that it actually lives up to the lovely press pictures that we get to see on the website. Uh, of which there was only one. <laughs> it might actually be an interesting watch, dare I say. Have you found a watch that's interested me on the shopping channel, Tom? Maybe, but we're not done. Well, I wouldn't spend 1200 quid on it, so... Yeah, move on. Do you miss the old style of uh, the Zenith Defy? Um, does anyone? Matthew Tissot does. Um, so that's why he's brought it back with the limited edition Storm with a Eta Valju 7750 movement and titanium case. Look at that. What a beast. I feel I feel like the, uh, the, the board at Matthew Tissot felt that the Zenith really missed a trick with that watch and they, perhaps they didn't do the marketing right. So instead, they thought... Do you know what? If they had only advertised that on Sky Channel 664, then they would have sold loads. And do you know my favourite thing about this watch? Isn't that it has the limited edition number printed on the front of the case. Limited to 50 pieces, I might add. 
It's that they have the audacity to remind people that the brand that created this horrible monstrosity was founded in 1886. There's way too much going on in this dial. We haven't got any room for our logo. I'll oh, stick it on the case. <laughs> That's funny, isn't it? I like it. Yeah, this is this has gone terribly downhill for me. Are you are you going to be able to recover it in any way? Uh, I don't know. Um, what about this then? An Eric Giraud automatic. Again, you're paying for Swiss. This is 1,500 Swiss francs. But I think it's kind of cool. Do you know why? Go on. The lugs remind me of a Gibson SG guitar. <laughs> uh, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Who's Eric? It doesn't matter because it's always 1886, baby, with this watch. Oh, do you know what? That watch actually... Oh, God. Shame. Everything about that watch is actually really nice. Yeah. And then for some reason, next to the date... You know where you might usually see the year. They've put a year, but it's the year that the brand was founded in 1886 and it never changes. So does that mean this watch is perpetually stuck in the cycle of 12 months through the year 1886? No. Why do it? Yeah, I don't know. Poor market research. Um, I can tell you who um, Eric Girard is. Go on. He's a watch designer. Hey. He has designed watches for... Van Cleef and Arpels, uh, Harry Winston, Remain Jerome, MBNF and Tiso. Apparently 60 different brands. Well, there you go then. He's prolific and he's designed this one, presumably, unless they've named it after him as some sort of homage, which would be mental. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, f fair enough. It's the nicest one we've seen so far. Um, if I ever get to meet the guy, I might ask him... If, uh, if they insisted on putting the 1886 on the front, or if he did. I hope it's not him. Okay. All right. Here we go, then. Final uh, final push. Swan and Edgar. Do you know these guys? <laughs> I, think I've, I think I've had a drink there. So Swan and Edgar, you can see uh, in the uh, little picture accompanying their logo. There they are, Swan and Edgar. I'm not sure which one's which. So, yeah, the company is the endeavour of four generations of famous watchmaking family, the Fields family, um, their words. And, uh, uh, and again, they've um, farmed their heritage from George Swan and William Edgar, who run a department store in London in 1812. Now, we're in for a treat now because pretty much everything on their site is around 200 pounds i couldn't find anything for more than 300 um so did you say you liked skeleton watches um, <laughs> well, there's definitely a trend here i feel like the easiest way for cheap watchmakers to demonstrate that they don't have a quartz watch inside is to literally show a hole in the dial i think it dazzling the unsuspecting eye isn't it £150, though, on sale, down from 200 So that's pretty cool, don't you think? Well, they're certainly unique. I'm sure the bezel rotates and everything. <laughs> I see a very strong inspiration from Rolex Submariner, but for sort of, from there on inwards, it all goes horribly different. Yeah, it looks a bit kind of Lego-y in there, doesn't it? It does. I'll give it this, though. I'll give it this though, there's no one else making a watch that looks like that, so if you want a watch that looks like that, there is only one place to go, and it, it is Swan and Edgar of London, which, as we've come to learn, is um, cheap watch speak for Swan and Edgar of China. Okay, alright.
So the contemporary skeleton not floating your boat. What about the fortress? Good lord. How about that? I'm getting uh, Lindy Wordlin vibes here. Yeah, it's got a bit of a beast of a case on it. Reminds me of a TIE fighter from Star Wars, but again, it's got a Lego dial in the middle. But it's got a day-night indicator. That's pretty cool. Does it eat, Does it work? Yeah, of course. They all work. They all work, probably. I feel like this, this, this harks back. Do you remember the adverts for toys that you got as a kid? It'd be like, with real moving arms. This one will be with real moving hands. <laughs> yeah. Actually tells the time. <laughs> but its yeah. functionality is, is like a real USP of this product, let alone yeah. any kind of quality. Uh, I have to say, Tom, you, you've made me very upset. Okay, sorry. You've got one last chance. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> okay, I've, I've good. Right, this has worked out because I've saved the best till last. I give you the Crusader. <laughs> um, okay, interesting, interesting. Right, uh, why don't you, before I um, give you my lunch that I ate earlier, why don't you tell me a little bit more about it? I, it speaks for itself, doesn't it? Okay, oh, all right, let me, let me read the blurb. Um, Discussions over the ideal kingship have evolved throughout the years, mm -hmm. and the limited edition Swan and Edgar hand-assembled Longshanks Crusader Automatic Rose Men's Watch yeah. considers King Edward I, right. whose imposing figure earned him the Longshanks nickname, okay. and who personified the quintessential idea of a monarch and soldier yeah. during a period where England was regularly engaged in conflicts mm -hmm. with neighbouring kingdoms. Okay, okay, I'm, I'm with you there. Um, are you going to tell me anything about the watch? Um... Well, yeah, so <clears throat> it's like pretty big, King Edward. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's it's an intimidating figure of a watch. It's got little cut-out lugs and a ball-head crown on the top. It's rose gold, that's what it says, and <laughs> they're sticking to it. Oh, right, it says, it says rose gold IP case, and I'm assuming IP stands for not solid. Yeah, or um, I imagine the P might stand for plating. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a plating of some kind. Uh, I feel like the designer of this watch may have at some point uh, glanced at a debitune in right. passing. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes when you have an idea and you think it's your own idea, I feel like they saw it for just enough time that they don't consciously know they saw it, but they think it was their own idea. <laughs> um, so... With a width of 45 millimetres, it's... Oh, all the width, yeah. It's a strapping young watch, and um, <laughs> I, 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 I think it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've, 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 I feel like uh, you have done uh, an incredible job here of explaining exactly why I should never respond to your text messages. Yeah. This has been a wonderful insight into the world of the shopping channel, and why we should continue doing our job of educating people into watches they can actually buy with their money and not regret. Or the opposite. You know, it's not just the Holy Trinity. Yeah, AP's great and so are the other guys, but come on, Swan and Edgar of London. <laughs> this is the new Holy Trinity. What were they called? Swan and Edgar, Matthew Tissot and Earnshaw. Absolutely, you heard it here first. But yeah, I suppose the one takeaway is that there are other watches out there. There certainly are. These are watches, they are other, and they are out there. Watch your back. 
and we hope dear viewers and listeners that you manage to stay well away from them oh bless them if you have 150 pounds or so to spend and you want some recommendations perhaps we can do that in the future perhaps we can follow up with now you know what to avoid here's what you should be buying yeah i'm a real i'm a real consumer with not much money so um maybe i can help you out there i'm a schlub basically with no millions no millions well on that thoroughly thoroughly disappointing note we look forward to talking to you next week about proper watches i thought it was fun and i thought the watches were nice and i don't apologize to anyone never message me again okay goodbye everyone and don't forget to subscribe bye bye Acast powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.